Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was just before closing time at David Bowman's bank, the Wakefield Trust and Savings. In David's little fenced-in enclosure to the right of the entrance, he was talking to one of his favorite clients, Aunt Mary Lane. The two old friends had concluded their business a minute ago. Now as David gathers up the papers on his desk into a neat little pile, he looks across to Aunt Mary. You know, Mary, these little chats we have here at the bank are better than nothing, but I'd like to have more time to talk things over. Why don't you and Randy and Peggy come in and have dinner at the house some night this week, hmm? We could have a nice long evening and really catch up on things. Oh, that would be fine, David. We'd love to. You just name the date. Good, good. I'll uh, phone you tomorrow morning to make it definite. Hmm. <laughs> after years of being looked after by Sarah, I finally got it drummed into me not to invite people to dinner without giving her fair warning. <laughs> I know what she means. There's nothing a woman hates as much as having to get up a meal for company at the last minute. Although Sarah oughtn't to consider us company. Well... She always treats us when we come as if we were visiting royalty. <laughs> I, uh, I suppose it would be useless to invite Lefty. Although there's nothing I'd like better than to have him come along. Oh, I know that, David. <laughs> you know, I ran into him at the seed store the other day. Uh, did he mention it? No, he didn't. Well, I'm not surprised. He kept mumbling something about ladies in floppy pink hats. Society dudes, armchair gardeners. I gathered he was casting some strong doubts as to my ability for raising flowers. Oh. oh, yes. I think I know now what he was getting at. It seems that Peggy's been egging him on to take part in the flower show this year. Oh, so that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, I only hope he does. Of course, he insists he won't. But I think he'll change his mind. Whether you know it or not, you're going to be up against some stiff competition with Lefty on your delphinium this year. Hmm. He's been making great plans. Well, fine. Nothing I like better than a good, clean fight. Even if winning only means another blue ribbon to show off at my greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, that lefty. I really miss him. And I have a good idea he misses me, too. But he's gone on this way so long, he, he hates to give in. I accused him of that this morning. And he practically admitted he's forgotten what the original difficulty was. Well, that's a good sign. So I wouldn't worry about it, David. I think Lefty will come around one of these days. Well, I hope so. He left quite a gap in my life. You know how I am, Mary. I don't make friends very easily. And, of course, as far as relatives go, well, I might as well be on a desert island. Oh, it's too bad, David. Take my niece, Kit, for instance. The only time I see that girl is when she comes into the bank here. And then she usually goes shooting past, tries to pretend she doesn't see me. Poor Kit, I feel sorry for her. When I saw her the other day, it really shocked me. She looked ill, so thin, nervous. Yeah, I know. It's been getting worse all the time. And I still don't understand what's happened to her. How a girl with Kit's intelligence could let herself be bamboozled by Ben the way she has lately. It is odd, isn't it? I've had the feeling all along that it was Ben's idea for her to put up a fight with Bill about this... Divorce. Oh, I don't doubt it for a minute. However, thank goodness she's finally changed her mind about it. A few more days at most, and that part of it will be settled. Yes. You know, Mary, there's something going on in that girl's head. I only wish I knew what. 
It mystifies me. What makes you say that, David? Well, she came in to see me the other day. I guess it was the day you saw her for a minute. Oh, yeah? Now, the fact that she came in purposely to talk to me was surprising enough in itself. As I said, she usually avoids me. But this day, she did want to talk things over. And the gist of it was, she asked me to intervene with Bill. Try to persuade him not to attempt getting custody of the baby. Mm. I suppose it's a strange thing for me to say about my own niece, but I honestly don't think Kit cares about that child of hers. In fact, she's as much as told me so several times. Yes, I, I remember. I think she said something of the sort to Bill, too. She did. And yet, she sounded very genuine the day I talked to her about it. Genuine and desperate somehow. Almost frantic. That's what puzzled me so. It's, uh, it's very peculiar. It doesn't seem to tie in. Well, I doubt if we'll ever know the real answer. I don't know about that, David. I rather think we will. Well, Mr. Bowman, I've got those papers ready for you to sign. Oh, well, hello, Aunt Mary. Oh, hello, Bill. Excuse me for busting in like this. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I was so preoccupied, I didn't notice Mr. Bowman was busy. Oh, that's all right, Bill. Here, I'll take a look at him in a minute. Oh, you go right ahead, David. I must be running along anyhow. Mm -hmm. All right, Mary, if you must. And uh, I'll get in touch with you about your dinner party. Fine, David. Goodbye. I'll see you to the door, Aunt Mary. I believe you're locked in. Why, is the bank closed? Thank goodness, I had no idea what time it was. Well, it's a quarter past three. Yep. Well, this is the time we really begin to knuckle down after the doors are closed for the day. I guess you're working pretty hard, aren't you, Bill? Oh, sure. But it doesn't hurt me. Work never does. In fact, it seems to agree with you. You're looking very fit. <laughs> well, that's nice to know. I think it's partly knowing that it won't be long now before this divorce business will be taken care of. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow's the day, isn't it? Yep, it starts tomorrow. By the way, uh, I saw that son and heir of yours this morning. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. How was he, Aunt Mary? Oh, he was fine. Just as happy as could be. Uh, how where'd you see him? Well, I was on 11th Street near the Calverts. Uh. And I saw this Miss Thorndyke taking him for a little airing. I stopped and we chatted for a while. She seems to be a very nice young woman. Yeah, I have a lot of confidence in her. She's certainly fond of that baby. I know. That makes me feel a lot better, too, knowing she's taking such good care of him. <laughs> Tell me, Sam. <laughs> is this just fatherly pride, or is he a particularly good-looking baby the way I think he is? <laughs> He's a particularly good-looking baby. Well, <laughs> oh, thanks, Aunt Mary. I was hoping I wasn't prejudiced or something. Of course, he doesn't look a bit like me, but that's all in his favor as far as I'm concerned. Well, as he gets older, he may take on more of a resemblance. But at present... I'm inclined to think you're right. He doesn't seem to look like either side. I know. Well, to tell the truth, I'm not worried about his looking like anybody in particular. As for growing up to be like somebody, that's something else again. But I do want him to have a break. And I'm almost sure... Well, anyway, thank goodness for Miss Thorndyke. Yes. You know, Bill... She has a lot of respect for you. I don't know why. I haven't been much of a father so far. I think that young woman understands a great deal more than she says. She takes in a lot and draws her own conclusions. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's the impression I've had when I talked to her a couple of times. This may be jumping at conclusions, but I had a definite feeling she was very sympathetic to your side of the story. And it's just possible she might prove very helpful to you, if it comes right down to it. You mean when the case comes up in court? It's something to think about. I don't know, Aunt Mary. It's possible, but 
Well, after all, Miss Thorndyke has her job to think of, and she is working for Ben Calvert. Her job wouldn't last ten minutes if she decided to take any stand openly. Oh, probably wouldn't. But it strikes me as they're sort of... She is the sort of girl who has a strong sense of justice. Yeah. And, of course, the fact that she's so fond of the kid and wants him to get the brakes. When I talked to her in the square one day, she got quite intense about it. Almost as if she were talking about a child of her own. Oh, that's probably very much how she feels. Maybe she's trying to give your baby the affection she thinks it lacks from its own mother. I think you're right, Aunt Mary. She didn't come right out with it, but she implied when I talked to her that... Well, that the baby didn't get any affection from Kit. But even so, as for acting on any such knowledge she might have... And even if she did, I, I question how much good it would do. Well, Bill, you know, I wish you all the luck in the world tomorrow. Thanks, Aunt Mary. Yeah, but I'm afraid there's not much hope. Not much hope, Bill? You say that with such dejection. And yet today the answers to your whole problem have been unknowingly stated. Kit's desperation to keep a child she evidently doesn't want. And that child's resemblance to Lisa Fenner, a woman you have never met. If only the link between these factors could be made in time. What evidence will Judge Willoughby here presented when this case comes before him? <laughs> 